Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this video series, The Forgotten Ones, Singles in the Church. This first in a series of three videos is called, Where Are We? And my guest today to answer the question, where are we with singles in the church is Elizabeth Whitson. Elizabeth works at the Village Church and she is an associate minister at their institute, which does a lot of training and a lot of teaching of the people in their church. And I'm delighted to welcome Elizabeth today. And I can hardly wait to hear what you have to say. Elizabeth formerly worked at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship with Dr. Tony Evans, and you were in charge of single yes. life there. Yes. So she has a lot of experience. <laughs> and you can read more about Elizabeth. Her bio will be on our website. But thank you, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you, Kate. And I'm excited to, to talk with you about this. I've never really experienced being okay. single okay. in the church. Okay. I mean, I was certainly single oh, when yeah. I was a teenager yeah. in college, but I didn't even really go to church much in college. So I don't really know what it would be like okay. to be single in the church. Yeah. So I am very dependent on your expertise and very excited to hear what you had to say. But let's just kind of start out by talking about some of the problems, really, where are we right now? And I know that there's a lot of teaching in the church that is hurtful to singles, that is not particularly biblical. And so, first of all, just kind of share some of those things that people say or people teach that are really not accurate biblically. I think what we see a lot, um, just even with statistics in our general population, 50% of the population is single. But if you come into the church, you really don't feel that represented, whether it is in preaching, whether it's in teaching, whether it's just even um, who is serving in leadership. And so a lot of times you have um, people who love their singles as much as they can, but maybe aren't able to make the best decisions for how to steward them well because they're in a married season and so they haven't walked in singleness or haven't walked in singleness for a really long time. And so something that we see a lot um, preached with singleness or taught is just a prioritization of marriage over singleness. Um, people treat singleness as if it's a means to an end and not an end within itself. That there's not value in the season, that God doesn't have purpose in the season that's not connected to you being a spouse. And I think this is particularly important for women um, how we value women within the church. And so it's hard to, to find value when your value is connected to a season that you're not in. Um, and so that's kind of what we see is just this unhealthy elevation of marriage, um, seeing that as maybe a spiritual step, a step of spiritual maturity, communicating that that's the ultimate space for sanctification and not recognizing the sanctification that God does within singleness. Because what we see in scripture, even from just the teaching in Genesis of God made man not to be alone, is this idea of community. And so how can we enable our singles to live in community and not feel like, hey, my life doesn't start until I get to this certain point in time. Um, and so I think the first thing we see is a prioritization of marriage. And then the next thing we see is sometimes promises that are made that aren't necessarily true. Um, and so a lot of times what I'll hear and what I heard from my singles was, I have the desire for marriage. And so I have the desire for marriage and God's going to give it to me. 
And so they point towards, a lot of times they point towards Psalms 37, 4. Um, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, if we're good women of the word and we're reading that scripture in its entirety, what it's pointing towards is not necessarily, hey, what I want God's going to give me, but it's the people of Israel where they were looking at the folks who were, who were wicked and that they were prospering. And God is telling them, hey, don't look at them and what's happening to them. Focus your attention on me. Delight yourself in me and I will get you what you need. And we all know that with God giving us what we, giving us things, it's things that align with his will. Um, and so we see plenty of times in scripture that there are situations that people desired things that were not given to them. David desired to build a temple and God said, that's a really, really good desire, but I'm going to have your son do that. Um, and so I think we need to not give singles formulas because marriage isn't a guarantee. We don't see that in scripture anywhere. Um, and we create a generation, the people who have trusted in promises that have not come true. And that's something that I had to steward during my time at Oak Cliff is, and how do I minister to people who've been supposedly doing all the right things and still haven't gotten the promises that they were that made by people who maybe shouldn't have made them. Um, and so that points back to what does scripture really talk about singleness and how can we not prioritize marriage as a season that's better than one to another because that's not what scripture says. And, and how can we not make promises that aren't true? There's no formula. There's no pray and serve because I had specifically women who were wonderful women, loved the Lord vibrantly, prayed, served, and they're still single. And so if, if I don't meet the formula, then something's wrong with me. And that's the message that gets taught in the church. And it's none of those things. That God has amazing purpose for our singles. It's a blessed season. But because we focus a little bit too much on marriage and prioritize that season, that's not the message that gets taught in the church. Right. And when we say women's highest good, their highest priority is to be a mother and yeah. a wife, yeah. I mean, how much does that hurt? Yeah. Yeah. How much does that hurt? This whole idea of this, that's the biblical woman right. and that's what she should be, right. is, has to just be extremely hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. And we aren't seeking our best in God's mm -hmm. will. We're seeking it in other people, yeah. other things. Exactly. And it, you know, it can hurt, it can hurt married women too, to, to, to feel that they don't fall into right. what is being promised single because these wonderful marriages, well, what if they're not? You know, so right. the church has a lot, a lot of clearing up to do yeah. in that area, don't they? They do. Another thing that to me, I feel gets lost in this over-prioritization of marriage is just the loss of spiritual family. Um, for singles, especially those who don't have children, the church are our brothers and sisters. And so for us to be able to engage in these brother and sister relationships, both with other singles and other married people is super important for singles to see. Singles need to be able to engage um, with their married brothers and sisters to see what family looks like, especially for those of us who don't have good family dynamics, who don't have good relationships with our parents, who don't know what it looks like to raise children in a healthy way. But when we prioritize marriage, it kind of creates this divide that singles are over here and that married people are over here. And then we're not all one unit that can learn from each other because we're on the same level playing field. We're the same folks trying to run for the Lord. It also creates these interesting gender dynamics. Um, I think when you have um, that, how do we uniquely create spaces, healthy relationships for men and women to exist within? So for women, especially who might not have good relationships with their father or good male relationships, for them to engage with other men in the church 
who may or may not be married as brothers and fathers and uncles. Scripture uses so much family language that we ought to be family like that. But when you create this prioritization, you create value differences, you create separation in the church, and we lose that. And I think singles, especially married people too, need to be able to understand just the differences in the season um, and what they can learn from their single brothers and sisters. And singles need to know what they can learn from their married brothers and sisters. And so if we are just communicating, we're all on the same level playing field, it just pushes a spiritual family that I think scripture talks so much about. Now, those are really great points and absolutely true because I have certainly seen the division. Singles are over here, marrieds are over here. And that we're, we're all less because of that. Each, each group loses something. Thank you so much. I can hardly wait to hear your next video. And that's going to answer the question, what should we be? Where should we go from here? What should it look like being single in the church? So please join us for the next video. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.